Today I'm here with um, the Beach family, Danielle and Wade Beach, and um, we're going to be talking a little bit about a ministry that we have at TBA called the Homework Club, and um, and just talking about uh, what they do and um, what the purposes of this ministry, and also I just wanted to kind of get to know you guys a little bit better and um, and understand kind of how you got to TBA and um, and why you're at where you're at, <laughs> um, as much as you can explain, I guess. So um, so yeah, how are you guys doing today? Good. <laughs> that good? That good? <laughs> awesome. Well, um, thank you for doing this with me. This is going to be a really cool time to um, to just hang out and um, get to know you guys. So um, I guess let's start with how did you even get to TBA? Um, I know you guys have been here for a while, and um, you guys have been a great part of our, our ministries and stuff like that, but um, how did you come to TBA in the first place? Um, accidentally. We knew that it was time for us to leave our previous church. We didn't have any plans yet, but we were invited to a Mother's Day baby dedication for my, my niece, and we came in for that, and we're just really blown away at, at what we saw going on at TBA, and, and we decided that day that we wanted to continue you know, seeing what TBA had to offer. And we came back the second week and decided then, I think that that was where we felt like God was showing us we needed to be. So we never tried out any other church. We just stuck with it. Very cool. What were some of the things that kind of pulled you in? Just just being welcomed or was it? Yeah, I think so. I think um, some of the things that were obvious to us that we were missing in our in our previous church were just so strong when we showed up at TBA and we just knew that that's where God was leading us to go. Um, we saw the ministries that they were offering when we came our first time, I think they had already gone through and purchased the, the hub house. So we didn't get to go along that journey, but we, we heard about the house that was purchased and ministries that they wanted to do in there. And, and, um, once we started hearing them talk about the homework club and, and what was going to go on there, we knew that we really wanted to be a part of that, so that's how we started with Homework Club. Cool, yeah. And um, so Homework Club has been a huge ministry for our church, obviously. Um, and you guys now are kind of, you know, the face of Homework Club, if, <laughs> if that's the best way to describe it. But um, uh, kind of, how did you get involved in Homework Club in the in the first place? And then how did that kind of transform into the leadership role that you guys are in now? Well, actually, Danielle came to me after a few weeks of us being at TBA and said that she felt a calling that her and the boys would be would like to be able to start taking part in that on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So she said she felt like that that's where God was calling her to be, and I completely supported her and the boys serving on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So at first you didn't go and serve with them, right? Correct. So was that just because of work and, and scheduling and all that stuff? Or? I didn't I didn't see that it was a priority at the point, at mm. that particular time. Yeah. And going home to an empty house in the afternoons, whenever I did get off early, just didn't seem right. If my family was serving, I should be serving also. Mm. How long do you think it took you to kind of 
switch gears and go into that serving mode. It was a couple weeks. Yeah. A couple weeks of just going home and the house was empty. So I knew I needed to go check it out. And I checked it out and I, every Tuesday and Thursday that I'm, I can be there, I'm there. Yeah. Okay, so we talk a lot about Homework Club. We ask for volunteers and we, um, we talk about these kids that we're helping. Just explain to me in the most basic sense, what is Homework Club? What do we do there? What is this ministry? I think the most basic would be to say that, that we show up on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We walk over, we pick the kids up from school, and we bring them back over to the hub. So we do that, you know, our, our, our main thing we do with them is the homework. So we bring them over, we help them with whatever homework they have. But I think over time it has grown to be so much more than that, that doing homework with them is really just the window dressing. You know, it's what, what starts our ministry with the kids. Um, yeah, we have all kinds of things that we do. We, we do Bible lessons with them. We do STEM activities with them, um, gardening activities. They're currently growing a salsa garden and some raised garden beds that, that were built for us. And, and when they are harvest their vegetables, we're going to don't tell Donna and Lori, we haven't told them yet, but we're going to raid the kitchen and use the equipment and teach them how to make salsa with the vegetables that they grew. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they have outside activities, but that's just, that's just the start, I think, of, of Homework Club. It, it's grown to be so much more than, than just helping them with their homework. Hmm. It's more about the adults that are there that are building the relationship with the kids, and then whenever it's time to go, that adult taking the kid out there and being introduced to the parent and getting to then start building that relationship with that family that they've been able to help the family at Christmas time or over the summer just to be able to let the adults that are there that they feel that purpose also with the kid and their family hmm. yeah I, I, um, I think that's the thing that a lot of us miss especially those that can't um, can't or haven't come to serve at homework club um, is that that aspect of oh it's more than just a tutoring session it's more than just feeding these kids but it's really um, it's our entry point into the community because we a lot of us don't live there and we don't we don't we're not in that community constantly so having that entry point is vital for us because this is where God's called us to do ministry period so um, what are some things that you guys have seen that have either changed your, your perspective or shown you something about the community or um, a story that you really cherish just about these kids and um, and their families and um, and all of that. I think just for our family in general, working with Homework Club has changed how we look at things, how we are so spoiled and we don't even realize it, things that we have that, that we think that we need that, you know, we see these other families that, that live without and, and they're perfectly happy. It's changed the way we do a lot of things around our home and even with our kids. Um, we get to do a lot of things with these families. We have so many different kinds of families. We have um, single moms raising boys. We have a single dad raising a girl. We have um, some of our kids live with their grandparents. 
Um, we have a couple of cases in which mom and dad are both in prison, so grandparents have stepped in and taken care of them. And, and so we get to just sort of come alongside these families and, and just see what we can do to help them out. We've done, outside of Homework Club, we've done things that I never would have imagined would have been part of our job, but, mm. um, you know, taking a, a, a daughter of a single dad to go bra shopping because that's something that he knows that she needs, but he doesn't feel comfortable do that, doing mm. that. That's, yeah. that's totally outside of just doing homework with them, but it's, it's becoming close enough with the family that when they have a need like that, that they can reach out to not just us, but any of the volunteers. All of our volunteers have very special relationships with, with their students and get to know their parents and, and just get a lot to walk alongside them. And, and I feel like for us, all of these kids become a part of our family. And I, I hope that they also feel like we become a part of theirs and they feel like they can reach out to us for, for anything that they need. Hmm. So all these volunteers sound like amazing, specially trained people that have such amazing skills. Yes. What kind of skills do you need to... We're all so to, smart and special. <laughs> to help in the homework club. What, what kind of special skills do I need to Trust have? me, if I can help a kid with homework, anybody. <laughs> we, we, we don't give... I, I don't participate with the kids that actually really need academic help. If, uh, if they come to me for academics, they're in trouble. That, that kid's going to fail. So... <laughs> So I find somewhere else to serve, mm. um, but it's it's just any type of skill. I mean, our life journey has something to offer these kids mm. because there's going to be something that you have dealt with in your life that can minister to these kids. Mm. And I want you to share with me um, about some of the volunteers as well. I know specifically James is one that impresses me every time. Um, could you share more kind of about him and, and maybe why he comes? Yeah, James Olds has been um, a huge part of Homework Club this year, and and we're really lucky to have him come out and, and um, also his caretaker, Bob, comes in. Can you in. explain a little bit about his situation? Yeah, so James is, a, is um, quadriplegic. He's a part of our TBA family. He comes in. You may see him in, in his cool transformer chair on Sunday mornings. And um, he really just came in and just hit the ground running. He, you know, he, he has a couple of kids that he works with. And, and one of the things that he's talked to us about is that he has, you know, wanted to find a place that he could serve. And, you know, without the, the use of his arms and legs, that was difficult for him but he heard about homework club and decided that was a place that that he would you know be able to serve so he comes in and he can help with homework he can help with reading um and he's been really great with the kids and bob is um james's caretaker and and so he comes alongside with james and it's it's been interesting to me that you know bob came in to help james but even on days that james can't be there Bob shows up because mm. you know he's been there and he's gotten to know the kids and has decided that you know that's this is his ministry this now is too. his ministry now too so mm. even on days that James can't come which is are very few James is always there but even on days that he can't come Bob will come alone which is you know we love to see that because then we know he's there 
for all the right reasons. And, you know, he's, he's learning to love these kids and want to spend time with them also. Yeah. And how did the kids react to, to him when he first came? You know, it's interesting as a mom of a special needs kid, we, we try, you know, you don't want to just introduce your kid as, you know, this is my child with special needs. So when James came in, we didn't, we didn't really make a big deal about it. James just sort of showed up and, and he started helping with the kids and, you know, no one said anything, no one batted an eye. There wasn't like a big deal made about it. And it's interesting, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll catch, you know, overhear little conversations where one of the kids will just come up to him and, and ask him, you know, um, what happened? Why are you in this chair? And he's very open and honest. And, and Mm -hmm. mostly what I hear from him is this is where God wants me. And this is how God is using me. And, and, you know, I just do whatever I feel God leading me to do. So. And if you get in his way, he'll run over you with the chair. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. What are, who are some other volunteers that you guys um, have been able to grow with and and are a vital part of the ministry now? Yeah, I think Sharon Gelsinger has been with us for a while. Um, She's, she's very good with, um, with the kids. She's, she's got, you know, a special place in her heart for certain ones. And she, she works very close with closely with them and with their parents. Um, she, whether she knows it or not, has sort of taken over the second and third grade group. And she sort of organizes that for us and makes sure that every day, you know, each child that comes in has a volunteer and, and that they're reading what they're supposed to read and they're doing what they're supposed to do. They have pillow fights when they need to. I mean, it's, so you just know whenever you walk by that room, just continue walking because yeah. she's got it under control. Nice. There's some things you try to overlook. Um, Susan Saunders, who I think is fairly new to TBA, um, heard about homework club one day and decided to come and she, like most of our other volunteers just showed up one day just to sort of check it out but bonded very quickly with one of our students and decided to come back um, every time she's there every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, Cindy Baird has been coming. Um, Norm Dickinson. Oh, Norm. Yeah, Norm has been fantastic. He's retired and, and he's that, you know, grandpa that every kid wants to have. And so he walks in and he gives them all that, you know, grandfather love and hugs and, and, um, a lot of the boys really, really enjoy being with Norm. Um, You've got a kitchen staff too, right? Yeah, Donna, Donna <laughs> Leg. We wouldn't be able to run homework club without Donna Leg and Lori Chancey. That's the kids' most important part of the day is when they show up and get to run through the kitchen and get their food. And they, they work really hard in there. And we have um, a contract with the school where they give us every day milk and fresh fruit for mm. the kids. And so we have certain rules that we have to abide by for that. And they're very good of, about keeping up with those rules. And, and then, you know, we have people show up just randomly, like Jack weekly will show up with, you know, fresh chicken or something to throw on the grill and, mm. and the kitchens, the kitchen, I don't want to call them the kitchen ladies, Donna and Lori are really <laughs> good about going with the flow, you know, whatever food shows up, they're there and ready to, yeah. to put out for the kids. That's awesome. So I want to kind of transition a little bit. Let's talk about um, the relationship that we've had with the school. Um, I know that we've been able to do some amazing things. Like you said, you have an agreement with them about certain things, but um, how has that been and how have you guys, you know, been able to relate with the school and how have you built that uh, relationship? It, it's kind of strange how you start out as a teenager I actually worked with the principal 
at Publix whenever I was a teenager. The principal that's at Highland Correct. State Elementary now. Um, okay. Miss Weingarth. So whenever it just wasn't someone that you ever really think about, oh, okay, I was a bagger at Publix, a stalker at Publix, and you run back into someone like that, yeah. that we're both now later in life. So we had that little bit of a connection. Um, just how the guidance counselor reaches out. Danielle is in com um, constant communication with her, emailing back and forth, just the kids' needs at home. And just if there's a problem, that they're just always right there and very appreciative of it. Hmm. Yeah, I like as we've built the relationships, We like we do, we have the contract with um, the school for snacks and things. We, um, Wade and I have joined the SAC committee um, at with the school, and so we get to sit in and participate in some of those meetings and get to hear what's going on at the school and get to um, introduce ourselves and be introduced to some of the teachers, and so you get to know them. And, and it has helped us to build relationships with them, and like Wade was saying, even with the guidance counselor or the, the secretaries in the office, you build a close enough relationship that at any time, if they come across a student, you know, they have limits as to how far into the home they can reach with a student. And we maybe don't have some of those those limits, so they can right. reach out to us and say, you know, um, we're having some, some discipline problems with this student, or we've, we've noticed that this family is in need, and we've done as much as we can do. Is there anything that you guys can do to help? And the fact that they feel comfortable enough to pick up the phone and call us at any time is 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 good it, it's it's, it's helped to build sure. our relationship with the school yeah. yeah even to the point that they just reach out and say we have a kid in need is is there a chance you guys could help out in this situation hmm. that a few kids have come through homework club by that situation hmm. yeah super cool I'm, I'm glad that we've been able to cultivate that relationship because i think it's super powerful when you know we can work with instead of trying to fight you know i feel like a lot of times ministries are are not willing to work with you know uh, another entity and, and try to you know look at it with a wholesome view um you know a, a ten thousand foot view of this these children's lives you know um instead of just looking at a piece of it we're trying to take in all of it from their family to the school that they go to to what they're eating at homework club or whatever um and so um it's just really cool to be able to have that perspective um so and awesome. even for it to spread from just the relationship we've built that you'd be able to do the christmas in july for the teachers to then being able to do the halloween event at the school yeah and yeah. a lot of the teachers and staff was actually there to be able to come through just to say thank you for doing that for the neighborhood yeah yeah it's definitely super super cool um so also, um, you know, we have the hub house in Highland City and, um, uh, you know, within the last few months, we've put in an offer to buy another house uh, right next to it. And we talked about that in our first podcast, but um, I wanted to hear from you guys. What is this new house going to be able to do for you guys? How will it improve the ministry or change the ministry or um, or I don't know. How can you guys use it, I guess? I'm sure the boys will. Definitely, they've already been scoping out the tree <laughs> on the side of the yard. It looks like a good climbing tree, so we'll have to keep urgent care on speed dial. Yeah, we currently have 22 kids, 22 homework club kids. Um, so we're sort of bursting at the seams 
in, in the hub house, we have them separated into um, grades and age groups. So we're, we used every room available to us, including the portables at the hub house. So it would be ideal, you know, to be able to bring in more kids. We've got a, a waiting list of kids that want to come in. Um, the space would be great for us to sort of, you know, plug in over there and, and add more rooms for kids. Um, although really that's not our biggest issue. We can fit kids in outside at the picnic tables if we need to. What's keeping us from bringing more kids in is our need for more volunteers. So more volunteers coming in would allow us to bring in more kids and then, you know, allow us to move over into the house and use some of the rooms over there. So, so what do those numbers look like, I guess, is my, my question. So right now, how many volunteers do you have about? Right now I have 30 volunteers, okay. which sounds like a big number, but right. that's split between two different days. So we have some volunteers that can only come on Tuesday, some that can only come on Thursday, some that can only come once a month. So those are all counted in. But on right. a day-to-day, -day, um, we may have 10 to 12 um, volunteers. We've, we've had cases on a Thursday where we've had two or three volunteers show up, but we always have those 22 kids still. So right. it's hard, and you, you get spread you know, thin a lot of times. Um, we, our ideal situation would be to have one volunteer per student. It doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes it's one volunteer, you know, for two or three students. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we've got a waiting list of, I think, 10, 10 kids currently wow. that are waiting to, to come over and we get calls weekly you know yeah. has a spot opened up for us yet we're really so our, our ministry could grow by 30 percent at any point but we're we're waiting on the volunteers to be able to make that happen and Absolutely. some more space we and actually space. had to change it this year to do it by grade level just because there was no way to be able to match it up one-on-one -on -one right or one-on-two right. hmm. yeah so volunteers are extremely important volunteers are, <laughs> are extremely important yeah um the fourth and fifth grade this year don't have homework hmm. that's a that's a you know something new from the school so that has been um a big change for us so what do you do at homework club with a group of fourth and fifth graders who don't have homework so hmm. we've had to you know change some things and be creative and and bring in some reading programs and some learning games and things like that so you know it's not just sitting a child at a table you know with a couple of adults that can help them with their homework it's being very engaged with the students and and yeah. um, learning what they're doing at school and finding out ways to figure out what they're doing at school since they don't have homework and how you can help them you know to better their reading scores or their math scores or ar tests and yeah and, and god has put the resources there um two years ago we reached out to the men's ministry and said we had a need for iPads mm. and we were able to purchase 10 iPads, yeah. which has been good. Um, we have other gentlemen in the church that have just donated computers. So, I mean, we, we can get them those types of resources yeah. to be able to help them in any way. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think it shows just how much homework club is more than just doing homework. If you know, there's the fourth and fifth graders are still willing to come and wanting to be a part of this community really a family so um yeah I think I noticed that a lot a, a lot of the kids are there because they want to be there they're not there because their parents have you know said this is where you need to come right on any given day when we go over to the school to pick the kids up you know there's one 
kid in particular that I can think of that when we pick him up, he's always got a list. Miss Danielle, I talked to this friend at school and he really wants to come to homework club. So they're invested enough in homework club that they're then going back to school telling their friends about it. And That's then their awesome. friends are trying to get their parents to, you know, allow them to come over also. So we've had kids just showing up on the bench and saying, hey, my mom's waiting down here to sign me up. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, it's kind of not the way it works, bud. <laughs> right, right. But, but it's still showing excitement. Right, yeah. Right. So those are the kids that are on the waiting list. Yeah. And even one of our youth volunteers this year is one of our former homework club students mm-hmm. that he's now in, in high school this year. And, and he could be doing anything in the afternoons, but he shows up on Tuesdays and Thursdays to volunteer with us now because he enjoyed it so much. He wants to be a part of of mentoring another student. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super, super, super cool. Well, I'm so glad that you guys have been able to do um, everything that you have and that God has just provided and provided and provided. And um, it's a good problem to have that we have a waiting list instead of trying to drag people into our ministry. So um, it's a great problem to have. Did you want to share something? Yeah. You had asked about, um, you know, what, what we have to offer and, you know, the, the volunteers that we have. And it made me think of this book that I read a long time ago called She Did What She Could. And, and this um, quote stands out to me a lot when people ask, you know, what can they do at Homework Club? But it says, um, my what may not look like much to me. It may seem puny and it may look like no big deal as if it couldn't make a dent. But when I put my what in Jesus' hands, it becomes enough. And so that's how I would answer that question. That's what we have to offer. None of us are special in any way. And we don't have any, you know, really anything special to offer, but what little bit we're willing to offer, if we're just willing to show up and just put that little bit in Jesus hands, then he manages to make, you know, everything work. And, and the volunteers that we have are the ones that I know that God wants to be there. And they're the ones that I know he wants to interact with the kids and and so it's just been cool to see how God takes all of us who really are nothing special at all and has allowed us to all work together and, and build this ministry to what it is. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for talking with me. Um, for those that are listening, if you can come on Tuesdays and Thursdays um, at 3 o'clock? 3 o'clock, yes. 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock. At any time in between there, even if you can just come for an hour from 4 to 5 or 3 to 4, um, it would be a big, big help. So, um like we were saying in this podcast, if we have the volunteers, we could increase this ministry by at least 30% and then some. So um, pray about it. Be willing to to seek what God wants you to do. If you have the time, um, then then God can use you there. So, um, so yeah, anyways, thank you for talking to me, and I hope you guys have a good day.